It's amazing how many times a day you hear those things in this uh, part of the uh, neighborhood. Isn't it? Like, it's it's weird, right? Mm-hmm. It's so it's so strange living, like, in the middle of nowhere now. Where I bet it's pretty quiet, eh? It is. I mean, I mean, there's, like, some kind of... I don't know what the hell it is. Maybe, like, a like a steelworking place kind of near us. So, like, you know, we'll hear that every once in a while. Yeah. And then, like, kids riding around on quads and dirt bikes. And then on Tuesdays and Fridays, the train rolls by. And, like, so, like, it's our house, the road, and then the train tracks. So, like, the train comes by the house constantly. It's pretty great. Is that is that annoying? Or is it, no. like, far enough away that it's No, it's, it's, it's enjoyable. literally, like probably like from where i am to like it's closer to where the other building is wow basically and the train just rolls by and and it's not like obnoxious or anything no like i don't think so i don't mind it doesn't bother you no i i like trains i me too i'm a big fan (laughs) of uh trains you know that's beautiful Let's show off our... Oh, mine's on this arm. <laughs> <laughs> we both have trains on our right arm. Yeah, man. Weird. That's pretty cool. That is cool. Dude. Okay. So everyone, <laughs> welcome to the Hireth and Other Words podcast with Timothy Mangle. I'm here with Eddie Collins and we're. this is attempt number two. So if we're just being silly or whatever, that's why. But uh, yeah. I Okay. So to start this off, I do want to say that... Uh, I was thinking about this this morning when I was in the shower, so I, f- I feel like you would appreciate that, the, that, <laughs> that aspect alone. But I feel like you're, to me, what a, like a good family member is. Meaning, like, hmm. we don't see each other that often. Yeah. But when we do, it's like a, a mitzvah. It's a celebration, oh, yeah. you know? Absolutely. No. And I've always loved our friendship because i think it's so unique because it goes it's always just me and you yeah it's never like, <laughs> it's never us in a group doing things with no. other people maybe like once Some, or twice or like at shows like yeah it'll it'll be something like that but i can't ever remember a time where i met up with you and other people to go do things i think it was once it what? was me you travis and jared mm-hmm. and didn't we went to like Allentown or Reading or something. We went to some and Chris, mall. And Chris Bowers. Chris Bowers yep. was there too. Because you guys were inverted outfit colors. We I'm, did. I remember that comes oh, yeah. up on my uh, Facebook memories yeah. from time to time. I had I had the leather jacket and the like the khaki colored pants, and yeah. then Chris had like the opposite of it. It was great. Well, shout out to uh, Chris Bowers if you're watching, buddy, or listening, or whatever. Love you, Seabow. Yeah. yeah, I've been, dude. I've been getting to spend a lot of time lately with like. Just because of like the music at the mansion stuff and mm-hmm. everything, I've been getting to spend a lot of time with like a lot of my friends from when we were younger, yeah. when we were young bucks, <laughs> uh, and that's it's just it's just nice, you know. Like oh, it's absolutely. nice. It's because you you get scared when like everyone runs off to their different corners of the world and, mm-hmm. and whatnot, you know. Yeah, Chris and I met up, man, a couple of weeks like two weeks ago, maybe something like that, and we. Uh, I was working on like writing a song or whatever and we were just talking about hanging out so went over to his place and we we hung out for a little bit and played guitar and it was like the most like refreshing thing because i haven't i haven't been able to you know spend time with most of my friends in a while from just touring right. and you know doing whatever else so like especially chris because like we go so far back right. you know and you guys are like two peas in a pod when it comes to music i, I feel, oh you know yeah and it's so funny how like it worked out too like 
He just went from like some kid that was skating around my old band's band practice. Mm -hmm. And then like, we're like, he's like, oh yeah, I play guitar. I'm like, yeah, show me. (laughs) (laughs) And then he played it and it was like, like a little later, like, Hey, you want to like play in our band? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing because like, I, I mean, obviously things are a little bit, it's, I sit back and I look at like you and Chris Bowers and a lot of those guys and I'm like I'm never going to be as talented as these dudes. You know? You also got No, don't 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 well, I, under, I understand see, and it's different. Don't cover for me. Let me but I'm, also, <laughs> I'm fine with saying that. But it's also you've been playing since you were a little boy, you know. Yeah. I started when I was in my 20s. Yeah. So But like, I think I think talent goes in it comes in many different forms like for sure because obviously you know like i can play a guitar or bass or drums or something like that but like when it comes to like writing lyrics or poetry or anything like that i am so envious of people like you because like i can't i can but i can't you know yeah i don't know if i'm over critical or what it is but sure well i'm i so when i think when i look at like you guys i notice that you're well you want to shut that I'm just envious of, like, all things insofar as, like, I, when I write, it's hard for me to not just write, like, verse and then chorus and Mm -hmm. then verse or chorus and just stick within that. One of the things I really wish I would have taken more from, like, the days of being in the metal scene was that you didn't, you weren't, so, folk is very, like, you're, you have to kind of play within these ball, Mm -hmm. these perimeters, right? Like, you have to have a a verse or a chorus or what mm-hmm. like there's a structure but i feel with metal you can just kind of be like we're just rifting baby and yeah. like going wherever you know yeah because i was i remember like being young and listening to like early like devil wars parada and being like nothing in their song repeats no there's know? no formula to it yeah it's a lot of feel and i it's weird because like folk music is a lot of feeling but there's that formulatic like yeah. form formulaic right approach well, to it i think and i but again, like, it's just two different things, you know, mm-hmm. like folk music is for folks, you know, it's for, it's for people. So it needs to be accessible. It needs to be something that is easily mm-hmm. uh, replicated. Yeah. Um, which might be just me giving myself an excuse to write shitty songs. <laughs> but when I'm, I think, you know, it's, but then metal, I think a metal is something that's just the whole, it's a whole body experience, you mm-hmm. know, and it's, it's meant to be participated in communally and might, doesn't have to be. Rep- replicated but mm-hmm. it's it's more of like the ceremony of like we're going to a show it's gonna be loud it's gonna yeah. be crazy mm-hmm. you know it's it's just the energy behind it yeah man i mean okay so you're a touring musician you're in the band crowbot you play bass you're kicking ass all over the world <laughs> thanks bud yeah dude i mean I'm, I'm so proud of you you know like i was i was saying this to your dad when i was over there the other day it's mm-hmm. so nice to see that like you kept going mm-hmm. you know you didn't give up because you're such a talented guy thank you you know like and i'd hate to see that wasted and mm-hmm. it's and it's not getting wasted yeah. and so i'm i'm very happy about that thanks man um so i don't know what's i mean w- this isn't really like I mean, it's kind of related to the topic, but, like, what's it like traveling the world playing in a band? I've never asked anybody <laughs> that question before. Um, it's literally the coolest job. Like, yeah. it's it's the coolest job in the world. And, I'm, like, when I started touring, I was 18, I guess. Like, I was kind of, like, fresh, fresh out of school, and it was, like, 
it was like weird how it, how it ended up happening, but it was like just right place, right time mm-hmm. type thing. And just like, even just doing, you know, traveling statewide and stuff. And it's, it's cool. Cause you get to experience a lot of different things. And I feel like that's what a lot of, a lot of people in our area don't get to do that. Don't get mm-hmm. to experience traveling or just like leaving the County. Yeah. And, let alone the country. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's like, it really broadens your, your like perspective on, a lot of things you know you yeah. understand how people work and you understand how you know this place isn't the worst place in the world no. it, you know i i like coming back home i like yeah. coming back to Pottsville. And, and isn't that funny because you spend all this time because there is that big drive you know part of part of what pushes me forward and i feel like a lot of musicians is like the drive to kind of get out of your hometown yeah you know and then you leave and i think most people usually I look back with different eyes mm-hmm. you know absolutely and coming from where we came like musically and stuff you angsty bands and the angsty pop punk stuff or like the metal, metal core like yeah. a day to remember mm-hmm. absolutely like <laughs> mm-hmm. oh i hate my hometown and like stuff yeah. like that it's like oh yeah i do too i do too i can't wait to get out of here screw this place and then yeah. like and then you leave and you're kind of like oh wow like, a lot of that shit came with me yeah yeah or, like you don't it's I mean, I think there's something to be said about, like, maybe hating a geographical location, but I feel like it's mostly your circumstances that you're not happy with, yeah. right? Like, you're like, I want to, I want, I, I mean, the general notion is I want things to be better. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're just trying to, like, you're trying to find something that's better for you, and then, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was convinced that I was going to die in Taiwan, like, spend yeah. the rest of my life there, and then I came home to kind of just get my head straight and I was planning on going back and it obviously never happened Mm -hmm. which you know I have some regrets about but it's more of just like I just being here and like just I remember saying this to the to somebody one time I'm like I'm like the soil feels different Mm -hmm. and just being like it's you just have a different perspective on the town and just being like I don't know you just see it differently and then like trying to figure out like I don't know I don't know what that is, but I think yeah. it's, I think it's important for people to be able to, especially if you don't like your hometown, mm-hmm. try it, man. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, and that's I I wish people would. I mean, I I work with people that are kind of similar, you know, where they're like they don't get out of the area and they don't do anything, but like, but then they talk about how much they don't like it, and I'm like, well, just like just go and try to experience something, right. like go yeah, on like, a small road trip, like yeah. take some time off and. Cause it's worth it. I mean, as much as like, you're like, Oh, I don't have the money to do that or anything like that. It's like, just do it. Like money comes and goes, but you know, right. how long do you have to get these experiences? And you know, who knows? Yeah. So just do it. That's, and that's like kind of, I, I feel like my parents are kind of in like that same mindset, which is why. So my first tour, uh, I randomly got a phone call at like, one thirty, two o'clock in the morning uh from jeremy the guitarist from candlelight red mm. and he's just friends with my dad so, or not my dad my brother and i was out with him one time and just like kind of throughout that i was like oh yeah i'd like to get into like teching and stuff sometime and he called me in the middle of the night and he's like hey uh are you still looking to do some tech work and which i've never done before <laughs> and i was like yeah <laughs> and he's like all right um he's like we might need you for like three days it might be three months we don't know 
mm-hmm. he's and I was like, okay, cool. Like when? And he's like, uh, can you meet us in Ocean City, Maryland, at seven a.m.? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I like woke my dad up and I was like, hey, uh, can I get a ride somewhere? <laughs> and he's like, where? And I was like ocean city maryland and he's like what and i'm like yeah i need to be there by like seven <laughs> seven or eight and he was just like yeah yeah <laughs> he's, and he's like yeah let's go yeah well that's i could i i'm sure your dad probably loved that entire experience you know? <laughs> i'm sure yeah <laughs> like waking up to be to your son being like because i'm thinking about that you know like if i had a kid and the kid woke me up and and we, I have to go do this folk punk thing down in Maryland. Can you, I have to be there by seven. Can you drive me and be like, yeah, yeah, we're going. But that's like, he's like, got to be in that same mindset to be like, how many times is this, is this going to happen? Right. This might be the start of something crazy. I'm not going to stand in that, like right. in the way of that. And like, what are we going to not take this opportunity? Are mm-hmm. we like, what because so, then the alternative is, is your dad says no. And he goes back to sleep. Yeah. And then you just, you say no, you call him and tell him you can't do it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, that's so, that's terrible, you know? Yeah. Most, well, it is your birthday, buddy. You're probably getting a, it's Eddie Collins' birthday, by the way. Oh, so. Thank you. Uh, it's just uh, the Bruins letting me down right now. <laughs> for well, for your birthday. Yeah. Birthday letting you down. Thanks, guys. So, <laughs> how how young were you when you knew, like, music was the thing that you wanted to do? Oh, wow. So... I mean, probably as far back as I can think, because it's just, it's always, it's always been there for me. Like, right. you know, my, my dad, you know, grew up with his uncle working in radio and he started collecting records really young. And then he got into, you know, playing and he was a disc jockey for years. And so like all that stuff is just in the house all the time, just 45,045s or whatever he has and mm-hmm. you know all these albums like that's been there my entire life so I've always been around vinyl mm-hmm. and just you know listening to my did, dad on the radio it's yeah like, I get that's probably a weird do you feel did, did he play a lot at home like guitar or whatever no nah, so he's he doesn't really play guitar um, I guess that's true yeah he's, he was a he was a bass player for mm-hmm. a long time and stuff like that but like you know ever since I was young he was in bands so mm-hmm. I was born I was born in 91 and he had, uh, it was, uh, the band that they put together. It was supposed to be for one night. It was the fat Robbie reunion show, basically okay. Fat Robbie and the rocket 88s. Yeah. It's supposed to be a one night thing. And it ended up being 12 or 13 years really, or something like that. Yeah. Jesus. And that's all I did. Like that growing up, that's all I knew. Cause he would, you know, constantly be playing shows and block parties and stuff. So like when they would play block parties and all age stuff, like I was like roadieing, yeah, you know, yeah. you could say like I was teching for them you and were, I would, like, like carrying a couple cables or something. Yeah. Like and that. I would like just be annoying, like <laughs> behind the drums or like it, when my brother was playing drums or my sister, well, both my brother and sister yeah. played drums in that band with my dad at one point or another. So, I uh, you know <laughs> was there is there ever this like when you're at when you guys are at like Thanksgiving or something mm-hmm. like that and you're like should we just buy a bus and like <laughs> <laughs> that, hit that the road? idea has definitely been kicked around oh a I'm lot. sure and I feel like there's a weird part of me like even asking these questions and I'm like I because sh- I, I I can feel like if I was if my father was like this huge music man yeah like of I, of course it's gonna rub off to you to some degree oh. you know like. And that's the cool thing is like 
we were never forced into it or anything. It's like, so funny because he said the same thing when yeah, I was talking to him. Like I was never like forced to play an instrument or forced to take lessons or anything like that. It was just the stuff was around. It was accessible, and it's what I ended up liking. You know, right. my my older brother Keith, um, he he played sports. My sister played sports and stuff like that. But they were the only two like in the family that were really into that. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad never played sports or anything like that. Mom hmm. didn't care. Yeah. Um, and then my brother Chris is like a skater right. and that. So like, that's as far as I got with like sports when I was younger. And then obviously now it's like a huge part of my life, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, it was just, it was never forced. It was just there. And then, you know, my brother had, my brother Keith had his drums in the house and you know, I would mess around with them. Would or you guys like family jam a bunch? Not really. That's really? another like weird thing too. Like hmm. we never did anything as a family until, Oh God, how many years ago was that now? Um, Man, I had to be like 14, 15. Okay, so like 14, 15 years ago, something like that. Yeah, it was, yeah, probably. Um, and it was just decided that we were going to do like a family thing. And you're, It's weird when you get to an age when the memories that you have are the same distant, like, yeah. is like, I, like I have memories from when I was, I'm, I'm 30 right now, so mm-hmm. any memory prior to 15 yeah. is a memory that I had on the other side of my life. That's and crazy. Isn't that yeah. so weird? It's a weird thing to think about, but it is. we're getting old. We are. It's okay. Yeah, it is. There's <laughs> nothing wrong. I, I had some fine. anxiety about it, but now I'm just like, whatever. Yeah, dude. Cause it's just like, what's, it's not going to stop me from doing the things. No, like still feel like I'm 15. Right. You know, yeah. still act like I'm 15. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that might for better or for worse. Yeah. Right. But yeah, that, that family thing was, it was cool. That was the first time we ever did anything like that. That's awesome. And it was, was it spontaneous or did you No, we actually like, we planned it. It really? was, um, yeah, it was kind of like at that time. So yeah. So I must've been playing with rise before dawn at that point. Like that Fantastic. was like, and then Chris had defend your own, uh, Carrie, damn, I don't remember. You're making, you're bringing me back so many memories right, right? now. I think I, I'm pretty sure because I was trying to remember how I came to know of you, and it had to be through Rise Before Dawn. Yeah, I'm sure the Roller Roost days or whatever. Because I, I'm so many of my friends have just popped into my life, and I don't know where they came from. Yeah, like I don't remember ever. Like I don't remember the first time I ever met Jeremy Bowsher or heard heard the name. Like he just yeah. showed up, and now I'm like, this is he's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's I don't well, I I may have told the story before, but my first ever best friend I made in kindergarten mm-hmm. and I we became best friends because he came in like halfway through the year or like a couple months into the school year or something mm-hmm. like that. And I remember I remember having the thought, you're supposed to be nice to new people. Yeah. And so I went up to him and I was like, hey, do you want to be friends? And he's like, yeah. And then we're like, oh, we were just, we didn't know anything about each other. Oh, that's we're awesome. just like, we can make this work. Yeah. It's, oh, that's great. Yeah, dude. So was, was there any other, was it, has it always been music? Like just from a young age, like I know you're saying like talking about family and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but like. And just even from, like, the outside looking into your life, mm-hmm. like, I don't see anything else, you yeah. know, and that's not a, a dig or anything. It's mm-hmm. just saying, like, you just, it's Eddie Collins has always been synonymous with music in my brain, mm-hmm. you know? Is that, yeah. For, like... Yeah, I don't, man, I, like, going back, I don't really think there was anything, anything else that I would, like, 
was really really into maybe besides like wrestling sure like wrestling and video games but what are but like, like what's the lifespan on a wrestler yeah right Can't be that long no so it was just one of those things where like even you know i don't know like i feel like that like the music and production side of things has always been like a huge deal to me like i remember like getting musicians friend magazines mm-hmm. or when, like that mm-hmm. was a thing mm-hmm. i'm sure i think it still is but like you know, getting those and like I would I would look at guitars and stuff and then like I would immediately flip to the back and start looking at like lighting and like mm. truss and stuff and I was like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna buy this and I'll have this and I'll just put it in my room or so, something. So, like So there was a production element to it. Absolutely. Really? Even like when I'd play with wrestlers and stuff, I would mm. like my little wrestling action figures, I would like set up like a stage for them to like it when I didn't have like an actual like playset thing, I would like set up like a VHS tapes. They're like them to like walk down and then like put like candles next to it or like, you know, stuff like that. And that was always like kind of deep in there. And I didn't really get into that world until, I don't know, the, maybe the, I feel like you were already like, you had already like toured and stuff before you got into that. Yeah. Yeah. It was mainly playing for a long time. And then like I would dabble in recording and things like that. But then like the production side was always there and I never really had an in and then uh, I ended up moving to Arizona, and that's when like that kind of became a thing. My buddy Dustin was just like, "Hey, I have a room out here. If you want to come out, I can get you work right away." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And I was literally there like two days, and wow. I worked my first gig. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. awesome, man. So what, like, I, I wish. How do you think we set up a society where people can? pursue their dreams because i feel like it's so mm-hmm. there's a thousand different layers right like because we do both have supportive parents mm-hmm. like so like they've been there for like both of us have lived there like we've moved out and then come home and then moved down mm-hmm. and then come home you know like and not everybody has that mm-hmm. but everyone still has dreams and stuff yeah. you know so i guess i i wonder like how do we how do you like encourage someone to like in the midst of all of it and regardless of all mm-hmm. of it, like to go for it, you know, it's, that's a tough thing. I, I feel like it's one of those, like it has to come from a person that really wants it too. you know, as much as you say, like you have these dreams and stuff, it's, it's about how badly you want to make it happen because unfortunately we, we live in a society where, you know, yeah, dream big and do what you want. But, you know, follow, follow what we say to do or else your life's probably going to be terrible, you know, get a job and go to school and do all this stuff. And Mm -hmm. that, and that's what kind of, that's, what's hard is to get people out of that mindset of like, well, oh my God, I'm, I'm 25. I should have done this by now, or I should have did this or Mm -hmm. it's, it seems like they, it's, it's a lot harder if you don't have that support system when you're younger to like, just be like, well, I can do whatever I want. Right it's a lot harder when you're living in a world where, like you need to do this mm-hmm. or you're not going to be successful or having parents that tell you, you need to do this or yeah. whatever, you know? Cause that was like a big thing when I was overseas was I Asian culture is so different from American culture. And so far as the way that we interact with our parents or like elders, you know, of just yeah. being like, like they're the Asian mentality is very much just like, take care of your parents. Mm hmm 
put all of your wants and desires aside. Just make sure they're taking care of you because they took care of you. Mm-hmm. For and it's just a yeah. cycle, right? Where your kids are going to do the same thing for you, right? Like, and they get brought into that and and such and such. And mm-hmm. you know, so, but I do. When I was living overseas or out in Oregon or whatever, I do feel bad not being here, being able to like take care of my parents or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Not that like my parents not like I have to go over and like brush their hair or do anything, <laughs> yeah. you know. So it's it is that conflict of and I, I absolutely think you're right that there needs to be the desire to do the thing mm-hmm. has to outweigh your fear of failure your yeah. feel your fear of leaving people behind your absolutely f- like and i'm sure you felt this way on i uh iowa mm-hmm. arizona because i felt this way in taiwan is like you look back home mm-hmm. and you're like oh man i'm missing out on all these things mm-hmm. you know yeah but at the same time you're doing the thing that like you're passionate about mm-hmm. you know it's all i feel like it's all about kind of baby steps in a way you know it's it's the same thing when people ask me about like, you know, playing guitar and stuff like that, you know, if they're, they're interested in doing it. And I'm like, well, like how interested are you? Cause there's a lot of people that are like, you know, Oh, I want to play guitar. I buy a guitar. It sits in the corner, never yeah. gets touched. It's like the, the want has to be there, you know, in order to actually like, well, here's a question and let's, this might be deeper than we can answer, <laughs> but what is that drive? Mm-hmm. Like, where does it come from? You know, like, cause I, I wake up, I'm at this point in my life where I'm like, I don't, I, refu- I won't say I refuse, mm-hmm. but the chances of me working a normal job, mm-hmm. at least full time and like not doing this other stuff yeah. is slim to none, mm-hmm. you know, like, and that's why, like, I look at your dad and I'm like, yay, because that means that I can continue yeah. that through line, you know, I have a buddy down in, uh, Alan, uh, Philly, who's 10 years older than me. And mm-hmm. he's like, he's, he tours and, uh, does like t-shirt pressing and, mm-hmm. and pre- like just sc- yeah. screen printing and he does it for a living he lives in philly mm-hmm. you know and he owns a storefront and like all this crazy crap yeah it's like that's insane that you can like do that and like mm-hmm. like there's a way to actually do this yeah you know because i feel like the whole time growing up you either you're either gonna be like the biggest rock star in the world or you're mm-hmm. gonna be just like some schlub at the grocery store yeah you know And there's not this like middle ground where like the music industry is so big that there's a, you know, there's a a lot of ways to dip. I won't say infinite ways because that's probably not true, but there's a lot of ways for you to dip your feet into it and like get in. And like you're saying, even baby steps of like, yeah, there's so many different facets or, you know, there's so many different parts of the music industry or like, or film or Mm -hmm. arts or anything like that. You know, there's, it's all about just like, if you want to do certain things, just like I said, baby steps, just take something that is part of what you want to get into and kind of dive into it Mm -hmm. and learn more about it and practice that. And then eventually, you know, step up to something else or Mm -hmm. it's, and I would say, don't be afraid to immerse yourself in that world. Right. Cause like everyone who is currently in that world had to take the first step into that world. Exactly. You know? So like, even if you were born into it, there's still a time where you had to go and play your first show. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it doesn't matter if it's, it's all around you. It's it's if it's for you, then you have to take those initiative steps. Mm-hmm. But I I like I said, like I think that of like what is that drive? Mm-hmm. You know, because you can't even pinpoint it to one thing or like it's all it's all influence. Mm-hmm. It's all <clears throat> what you see around you, or you know, just I, I think it's for some people, it's just the that subconscious want 
like not maybe like they don't think about this all the time, but like subconsciously they're thinking, I want that success. I want the notoriety or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. And, but it's all, you know, influence. It's just see around you. Right. I think that that, cause I think every kid, cause I, I know that I'm guilty of this and I'm not even guilty is a bad word. Cause it makes it sound like it's a bad thing, but mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing. Cause when I was on a, when I was a kid and I would take the bus to school, I'd be listening to music and like staring at the window and imagining myself in the music video mm-hmm. or like singing the song in front of us, like a, a full crowd or yeah. whatever. And like, sure, that's egotistical in a sense, but I'm also a young fucking kid who like has ambitions, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, so exactly. it's not wrong, you no. know? And I think, I think what's important is humility mm-hmm. because I've never had that experience yet, but I've had, I've had that sensation meet. Met. Yeah, you know, like if I, if I never play a show bigger than my current biggest show, mm-hmm. I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, because I've had enough like of whatever that juice is, like yeah. the the response. And that's another thing. It's like, what the hell is the audience giving you? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm in this weird for like the past year or so. This weird like trying to understand everything out. Al- alchemically or like understand like what's going on in our brains or like what's this dynamic Mm -hmm. like that i just it's something that's like forgive it for me for like just being on the nose but it's a spiritual thing right Mm -hmm. like it's a there's something happening that we can't like put our fingers on physically yeah you know and i was even thinking about this last night because Jamie and I were playing a video game together and we were having fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, what is this sensation of fun? Yeah. Like, where yeah. does that come from? <laughs> right? Like, how does it's so funny that there's something in my brain that like the meter fills up and then it like clicks off and it goes, fun achieved. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. Like, I just we have weird emotion, but fun isn't an emotion, right? It's a phenomenon that you feel. Yeah. I guess so. I, I guess it could be emotional. It is. Well, but it's, it's, it's emotionally not, based, yeah. but it's based also in your current actions, right? Yeah. So maybe that's... Because what, I guess what's fun to some people is not fun to others, so it's mm, all... It's subjective. Right. So it's like, all oh, because you're doing a thing that should be fun, there's mm-hmm. still something in your... Ah, that's fucking crazy. It is crazy. Because like, you and I could sit and play the same video game mm-hmm. and our perspectives on it and maybe how poorly we're doing or whatever would yeah. probably play into it as well. But again, like that's that goes back to your mind like identifying with the dude that's sucking and being like oh i suck because that guy sucks or, yeah but it's whatever you know that stupid shit identifying with video games yeah. which doesn't <laughs> seem healthy uh yeah i don't know i was just thinking about that last night and just like what is fun yeah. like and why does it pop up in our like sensory of just being like it is achieved you're here and that's the same thing with like even a passion right because you can't it's it's one of those things like you were saying like it doesn't it's not just internal but it's external and mm-hmm. it's like there's people that are doing jobs that other people are striving to get and mm-hmm. those people hate their position yeah right so it's just like there's this weird interplay of inner world and outer world and like trying to get them to live in like harmony and then mm-hmm. we get these things like fun and passion or mm-hmm. dreams or fulfillment even <clears throat> yeah. you know because yeah i don't know it's what is what's it like being someone who's never okay what's playing a live show for you like because i i was thinking about this when you're talking about like you know being a kid and production value Mm -hmm. like do you know do you feel like you're shifting into like performer mode 
Yeah. I mean, there's definitely there's definitely two different mindsets, you know, from going from working a show production-wise or actually, like, playing a live show. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's, uh, it's kind of hard. To th- I mean, like, yeah, like, going into it, like, playing a show, I get in that mindset of, you know, it's performance time, nothing else really matters. You right. know, you do what you do, whatever variables are thrown at you. Yeah. Like, whatever variables are thrown, you know, mm-hmm. you kind of just grin it, very grin it, go yeah. for it. And then, like, production side is just like, okay, it's a lot more focused. You're going to say, I feel like production is probably a lot more stressful than, like, mm-hmm. just going out and, like... I mean, do you guys have roadies? No, we don't. Okay, so you well, do- we don't have any tech. We we don't have techs with us right now. Um, the only person that we carry with us is our TM and our merch guy. Yeah, same guy. Uh, <laughs> but he like he assists a lot of that yeah, stuff too. Sure. So because I'm sure I'm sh- I'm sure that stuff is very like nerve wracking, right? Mm-hmm. Like going out and like setting up and being like, even though you've done it a thousand times, like yeah. this could be the time that it doesn't work or whatever. Yeah, that's that's a that's a scary thing too because there's. There's always, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, sound check could go great. Mm-hmm. You know, we go out there and have all the time in the world to backline, set everything up. Works great. Awesome. Let's do this. You know, openers are there, whatever. Something might have happened. Something gets unplugged. Somebody stepped on. Stepped right. Somebody yeah. trips over a cable yeah, or something like you that. You never know. And then you go out there and it's showtime and it's like, what's going on? What's yeah. happening? And you just kind of like, that's what sucks is, you never really know. You never know what's going to happen. And then if you're going out there like we are without, without, you know, techs, it's just, well, this is all on me. And if it's, I mean, it's happened to me before. It's definitely happened like on this past tour where like stuff's gone wrong. And it's like, all right, well I'll finish the song and figure it out after like, you know, wait until I get a a break in a song and figure something out. Cause the, the important thing is not losing your head. right? Yeah. No. Cause you're still, there's still people watching you. mm -hmm. And if you're out there stressing out and freaking out, people are going to pick up right on there. Yeah. They're, they're going to think it's like, obviously like, Oh, what's going on? Like, why is this happening? And then it takes away from the rest of the show. You know, you never want to, I'm a bass player, you know, I, I'm just doing enough on my end to entertain people that are looking away from Brandon for <laughs> the, like the 10 seconds or whatever, you know? Right. Like, I, what's that guy doing over there? Yeah. Oh, like, cool. oh, oh, he's like moving around. That's cool. All right. And back. So like, but like, that's like, I, I, I understand my place, mm-hmm. you know, I don't over, I don't want to overstep boundaries or anything like that, but like, right. You know, there's some that that person is a focal point. You know, right. yeah. <clears throat> so I'm just there to kind of fill in gaps, right? But what is that, man? That's humility, yeah. Right? Like, and that's why I say that that's important because, like, especially in the area of performance, it's so easy to get egotistical, mm-hmm. you know, and just being like, "This is about me," and like, yeah. "Why aren't they looking at me?" Like, yeah. I can do, like, I'm doing cool stuff on the bass, mm-hmm. like, you know, and it's, it's. Then that's when it becomes gross, right? Yeah. It's no longer like we're just all in this together, like having a fun time. Yeah, I, that's that's like so. It's so funny, like speaking to people that like are talented musicians and like are like that you can respect as musicians, but like are the most just self-centered. Like you can tell they're not humble at right. all, you yeah. know. And it's just like it's 
I'm not even like discouraged by that or anything anymore. I just think it's hilarious. Like yeah. I, I see those people and I'm like, wow, you are terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. It's, I've seen those performers well and they have ruined shows for me. Cause mm-hmm. I'm just like, and maybe, you know, I'll give, I'll make myself the bad guy here just to, so I'm not shitting on anybody, but part of it is probably because I know that I would be victim. I would be that person if I didn't keep myself in check. Right. Yeah. I think like, I would say like, I don't really have, I don't know. I guess that's probably not true. I was going to say, I don't, I probably don't have like grandos ambitions, but that's not true. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm, I'm sh- absolutely positive that like I'm victim just as much as anyone else to wanting people to be like Timmy Mangles fucking cool. Isn't yeah, he? Yeah. yeah. You know? And like everybody loves that. Yeah. Like, and so like my, I guess my philosophy is like, you can't make that the focal point of your life mm-hmm. because you're just going to be really disappointed. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Like when people aren't like rushing the stage, chanting Eddie Collins or mm-hmm. whatever, you yeah. know, it's just not going to happen. I think that's another thing that's like kind of been ingrained in me from a young age is like, uh, you know, it, my parents have always been like, Oh, great job. Good job. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. But it's never like, you know, this is all about you. Seize mm-hmm. the moment, like right, type yeah. type of thing or anything like that. <clears throat> I'm getting a phone call and it popped up through our <laughs> speaker. Uh, yeah, I am. Um, Which I think is another good thing. Like, I, I'm so glad that, you know. Yeah, because it, it feels like you don't, because I feel like there's a lot of musicians who get into music because mm-hmm. they didn't have that, mm-hmm. or even just any form of uh, entertainer like mm-hmm. gets into it because they they didn't have good affirmations growing up or mm-hmm. they had a broken home or something like that. Yeah. Um, I definitely know that I, I go into music for affirmation to some degree, mm-hmm. but more so when I was young, but mm-hmm. now I'm just like, there's, I'm not like, well, yeah, well, there's a part, there's always going to be a part of you that's playing what you want to play for you, but you also want people to enjoy it, you know? So you're going to want people to react a certain way. And you know, if somebody's like, Hey, this sucks, you're going to be like, Oh man, but at the same time, it's like, you're still doing it for you. You still want the, the recognition in a sense. But like, that's how I feel. Like if I, like, I mean, I've only put out a couple of my own song. Just, mm-hmm. And then I was, you know, part of me was like, whatever, I like this. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone else will, you know? Right. And then there's like that one person that's like, oh yeah, this is great. Good yeah. job. And I'm like, All right, cool. Yeah. Cause you definitely like, you, you can't, you can't record, you can't make anything mm-hmm. with the hopes like as with not not really having an audience right Mm -hmm. like you can't like expect this to be the thing that everyone in the world is going to love yeah like i think the the proper way to approach those things are to have just do just make the thing that you want to make because you want to make it for whatever reason it is that you want to make it you know so it's like put that out into the world Mm -hmm. and then see who responds because it's for them. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I like, I guess another mindset I have is that I'm not expecting anyone to, um, to love this, you Mm -hmm. know, like I'm, I'm not like, and I'm also not expecting anyone to listen to it. Yeah. Like, I'm not hitting up you or anybody and being like, did you listen to my album yet? Yeah. You know, like, cause I'm just like, that's, I don't, I don't want that to happen to me and I don't mm-hmm. want to be that guy, yeah. you know? And it's, and that's for me then when somebody does listen to my album and like, you know, 
comments on it or mm-hmm. I what really you know pardon the crudeness but gets me off is when people are like on this track you did this certain thing and I really enjoyed that yeah. you know because I'm like oh you were listening yeah, you know you like, actually paid attention right yeah. you didn't just put it on and like go do your thing or whatever yeah. too but like you actually were like intentional mm-hmm. and stuff like that the album and, is great by the way the, the new uh, ones. thank you oh, yeah. thank you very much <laughs> town <laughs> drugs and town drugs. <laughs> pick it up uh yeah i'm i actually i recorded it right here oh that's uh, so, awesome yeah, yeah that's great I, I love the rawness of it thank you yeah it's yeah. a really cool level yeah i i mean that's for better or for worse that's always my like I've always been a huge fan of just rawness because mm-hmm. I feel like it it captures that passion so much more than yeah. like just too overproduced or like too detached or whatever. Yeah. But also I see the value in sitting down and making this thing as pristine as it could mm-hmm. be, right? Yeah. It's like it's just it's two different things. Yeah. Did you, you know? did you do it all yourself? Mm-hmm. So that's okay, that's one thing that like when I when I first put it on I was driving I was listening to it in my car and I was like, it's, you can tell it was like just guitar, vocal. I use these the, two mics the, and yep. like set it right here. Yeah. yeah. But it sounds really good. Hmm. Like it, it has the rawness to it, but it's like audio quality where mm-hmm. you're like, you, you don't hate listening to it. We're right, like, yeah. you know, it's not like, oh, this like recorded like on voice memos on an iPhone right, or something. Yeah, then absolutely. Like it sounds great. Right. Like, Thank you, man. Yeah, I absolutely. appreciate that. And like, I need, I need, I know I need to be better about that. And like, cause I just, I'm not intentional about that. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I know a lot of people get turned off by listening to shitty recordings and at rightfully so, because I do too, you mm-hmm. know? So it's, but then like, you don't want to go down that like that rabbit hole of like if I keep you know if I tweak I have to tweak this then I have to tweak this then I have to tweak this yeah. then I have to tweak this and then you're just like what even is this thing anymore you yeah. know and and that's again it like, becomes so convoluted and it kind of loses all well right what you're trying to do in the first place yeah so I, I wanted to do actually that was the first album at least as churches and trains that I recorded just guitar and vocals because every every other album or ep has like multiple layers of tracks yeah and this one i was just like i just want to bust it out and not sit because one what really stops me because i I love recording Mm -hmm. right and i'm sure you do too Mm -hmm. like absolutely so it's because it's i don't know it's just this weird sense of play Mm -hmm. where you're just like i get to do whatever Mm -hmm. you know so like you you have this this thing called a song and you get to lay it down and spruce it up, add it, take away, do whatever you yep. want to do to it. And it's just, it's like operation, but you're making a sandwich. Like yeah, it's just, yeah. it's this crazy thing. And then, but my problem is, and it's not a problem, mm-hmm. but like, and I'm sure every musician has this and I would encourage, if there's any advice, learn to step away from it for a second you know because you because there's times when i'm sitting there and i'm like i'm adding this mm-hmm. i'm doing this i'm tweaking that and then like i listen to it and i'm just like wait what yeah you know that's that's a big problem with me too is uh when i'm recording or writing if i'm like sitting down at the computer and writing i it, i get so like because i'm like a perfectionist when mm-hmm. it comes to that stuff that I get so deep into it where I'm like, 
well, this makes no sense. This sounds like crap. And then it's just like one of those things where it's like, stop, just walk away from it for a little bit, come back to it with fresh ears, mm-hmm. go in again and try. Like it's, it's so hard for me to just, and I think it's, I think it's another from like listening to a lot of like Beatles and beach Boys stuff. Like the beach boys are one of my all time top, like three artists, that's, you know, that's, that's fantastic. So like listening to, you know, pet sounds or something like that, which is to me, probably the best album that's ever been created and thinking of every element that's going on in there where it's like why can't i do that but then like the songs that i do write that i really like were the ones that are just in its most simple form where i was just like okay just do this get it done and it's like oh wow i did it that's awesome i think it's a problem for people to just kind of just take a step back and right well i i say like i this this came from like multiple areas and directions, but I've I won't ever work on the same project or thing for more than two hours consecutively because mm-hmm. I'm at the end of that. There's no way I'm still in the same mindset that I was when I came into yeah. it. Yeah, and like I'm correcting, I'm course correcting, I'm whatever mm-hmm. you know, and it's just that amount of time because like you know I. There has been times where I record a song and I like, fuck yeah, like great song, well done, Mm -hmm. like knocked it out of the park, save, shut my computer, go to sleep, wake up in the morning, listen to it. I'm just like, what was I thinking? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, why did I think that that sounded good? And it's, it's, and like, you have to be okay with, I, I told your dad this and it's. It sounds like terrifying advice, but it's you have to be okay with killing your babies. Yeah, yeah. Like, you have to look at something that you're like, I love this so much. It's, like, precious. I made this. And then mm-hmm. just being, like, eh, eh, out of here. Yeah. You know? Uh, I I want, like... So, I I didn't record on the on the, the last Crowbot album. I came in, like, right as they were in the process of recording it. But, like, going in, I can imagine how it is for you know, guys like that. When they go into the studio with they might have 50 songs or something, you know, like Bishop writes a lot, wow. like, you know, and you go in there with all these different song ideas and riffs and like, it's probably some that you really love. And then mm-hmm. taking 50 ideas or 50 songs and coming out with an album that has 12 tracks on it. Right. You know, like having to kill off like something that's like, Oh man, I really like that, but it doesn't fit or this or this. It's gotta be like a weird emotional thing. To oh go yeah. Through. Well, I remember I heard, I don't know if this like this is Wikipedia knowledge. I'm pretty sure, but you know Ace Enders yeah. of yeah, the, and yeah. he. I remember reading somewhere that he put this album together that I just realized I'm probably going to go and listen to later because mm-hmm. I'm now it's in, I'm like oh that's a great album. Yeah. But uh, Gold Rush, yeah, he. I heard somewhere that he wrote like 30 to 50 songs for that, mm-hmm. and then there's 10 tracks on the album. Yep. And then in my head I'm like, where's I'll I'll listen to those other oh, 20. Yeah. I'm sure they're great, yep. you know, and that's. I see I have such a different and this is also I feel like this is a little bit different uh writing as a solo artist as opposed to like a band mm-hmm. is when I I'm like oh I have enough songs to record now mm-hmm. you know like that's what it's like for me whereas yeah. I feels like a lot of my friends that are, who are in, that are in bands I notice that they're like it's it's more of like 
it's record time. Yeah. You know, and it's like we're intentional. We're sitting down. We're writing the record from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Like we're like how much. I mean, I don't. I know you just said that you weren't that involved with recording the last one, but like, what does that look like for you guys of like recording an album from like, be, like, do you like the flow? Mm-hmm. Like, do you what's what's so, that process? What's so that process like? with with stuff like that, it's mainly. I I don't think it's a conscious unless you're doing something like a concept album mm-hmm. where it's, you know, everything is intertwined and connected right, exactly. Yeah. Um, it, I think it's completely different when you go in and you're just, you're writing songs and you have all of these songs together. So, you know, say they did 30 songs and they take these 15 or, you know, 20 and they're like, okay, let's get these solid and then narrow it down from there. And then it's all about kind of the flow of the album. So it's like, well, this song works really well as like an opener. Okay. And then, you know, oh, this is the single. So it's, you know, is it like easy to point out which one's the single? Um, depending on the situation that the band is in. Sure. So like with, with Crowbot, the single was like, um, the single low life off the new album was a, it was a co-write with, uh, Johnny Andrews. Mm. Johnny does, Johnny's worked with everyone. (laughs) I I don't know how many number ones he's had or, you know, but he's, he's a very accomplished, songwriter and it was one of those things where the label was like really pushing for them to work with work with johnny and that was like they did the song and they might have not been like completely stoked on it uh but the label's like that's the single like Mm. that's that's the one right there and they're like nah (laughs) and the label's like you know it was basically like trust trust us us." you know this is what we think it, it should be when the band was like, oh, well, we like, you know, this other song or something like that. And, you know, it worked out, yeah. obviously, yeah. because Low Life hit number 10 on, on the Billboard. That's amazing. Which is, yeah, absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, so that really worked out. And then, you know, obviously there's another single that comes out after that on the, right. on the album cycle. And it was one that the band really liked. Mm. So, yeah. And that's, I, I think, you know, for me, a single should always it should be i don't want it to it shouldn't be the best song on the album Mm -hmm. but it should be a song that represents the album well yeah exactly that's exactly what it should be or you know represents the band or and that's that's what's like i guess it's different for all genres Mm. you know going in it's like well this should be the single because this is what's going to reach the most people Mm -hmm. or this should be the single because this has the catchiest hook or something like that so it's it's that's another thing it's like super kind of subjective in a sense but right it it all depends on i i remember when a, a single what when what a single should be really sunk in for me was mm-hmm. when i heard taylor swift shake it off and then listen to the rest of 1989 yeah and that song sounds so different from the rest of the album because mm-hmm. there's there's horns and like yeah uh, like a rappy part to it crazy like production a, and like you're and I'm just remember listening to it and being like that that that, that didn't represent what this rest of this album mm-hmm. was and like I don't that was more that's more so trying to sell a, a, yeah, yeah it was just trying to appeal to as many people as possible saying oh here it is this is obviously people love top forties right whatever 
that's why it's the top 40. Right, yeah. You know, so we need to hit as hard as we can with this. It's poppy, it's catchy, and people are going to be like, oh, this is cool. I'll buy the album or I'll stream this or whatever. And then, like, they get into it and some might like the rest of the album. Some yeah. might hate it, but they got them. That's the whole, that's the whole point. I remember, w- and so obviously, like, growing up, like, in the metal scene it's specifically or whatever is, like, in this world, you're, like, you shit on pop music. You think it sucks. Top mm-hmm. 40 sucks or whatever. And like, realistically, it's like a lot of those songs are really good. Like just in songs, you mm-hmm. know, like you might not like the genre or whatever, but like, I, I shouldn't expect the general pop population to be like a niche music per people, mm-hmm. you know? Cause that's not how like music or anything really works. Yeah. You know, like people are for the majority of people they are into the, like the baseline of whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, I remember one time I was talking to, when I was over in Bible school, talking talking to one of my classmates, and I asked them, like, what did you do today? And they were like, oh, I did, like, like this, I read a little bit, and then I blah, 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 and then I listened to some music, and then I went, I'm like, it's weird that you put listening to music as a thing that you did. Yeah. Because if I was, I'm like, I just wake up and I put on music and, like, just go about my day, and there's never not music, you know? Like, and I think I got that from my mom. Because she always is playing music. Mm-hmm. Like, every time you go over there, she's either watching a classic movie or mm-hmm. listening to, like, some sort of classic music. Yep. And, like, I'm... So, for me, music was never this thing that, like, I'm going to go listen to music now. Yeah, it's let, just me, like, let me make some time <laughs> for the music. Right. And, obviously, yeah. sometimes you have to do that when you want to listen to a new album or whatever. Yeah. You know? Like, but, like, for me, music is just a thing. It's, like, is if if there's chance for me to listen to music mm-hmm. i'm going to put on music oh, yeah. you know because i don't know it's it that's it's, it's just spice it's, of life. it's normal and yeah. like to us it's just it's as normal as breathing right you now yeah and i think i mean yeah like i said a big part of that is just being raised with that and and seeing mm-hmm. it because then i i never really noticed it until jamie pointed it out she's like you always put on music and then like we went over to my mom's and she just always has music on Mm -hmm. you know like the same like same things that i do like have it low in the background like so it's just nice in there i'm just like well yeah i i grew up around this like of course like it's my natural like inclination Mm -hmm. is to do the same thing but i don't i don't know man what music is such a gift and like being able to participate in it you know when i was Mm -hmm. I was thinking about that the other day when I was, because uh, I'm, I've I put this online, but I am working on a new record. So, like, this is how recording a record goes for me. I'll get to that place of I have enough songs for a record, mm-hmm. and then, like, I'll start, like, picturing in my head what the record would look like, and then I'm like, ooh, I don't want half of these songs on it. Yeah. And then I'll start writing, like, new songs for whatever. And so, like, right now I'm at that place of, like, writing the songs that I really do want on the album. But now I'm I'm sitting there and I'm not I'm not I'm I'm not thankful for it. I'm mm-hmm. s- I'm sitting there and I'm just trying to bust out this song that I want to be good, mm-hmm. that I want to be heart wrenching, whatever it is. And it's like this isn't how this is made. Yeah. You know, like me sitting here just like and there has been times where like I just pick up my guitar and I'm like, produce baby, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. give me the juice, <laughs> you know? Instead of like realizing that like this is a beautiful thing, mm-hmm. like I don't you know making sure that you're sitting there and you're just listening to yourself play guitar, yeah. you know, and like enjoying those things. Cause if you just look at it as like, especially if you're into like production, like in recording all this mm-hmm. shit and like getting albums out, it's so easy to forget 
that you just enjoy playing music. Yeah, you know? that's what's hard. I again, I think that's kind of hard for me is to just let things kind of flow organically. You know, I get I get so so worked up over like making sure that it's like oh this sounds good or you know are people gonna like this or, that I kind of forget to just be like just do what you want to do right. you know and that I get caught up in that all the time and it really sucks because it's one of those it's another one of those things where like if you're trying so hard to bust out a song because you think that it's like gonna be you know the one or something like that that like you kind of you kind of forget what you're doing in the first place. Mm -hmm. And it's, I feel like it's one of those things where if you don't, if you're not wholeheartedly believing in what you're putting out there, nobody's going to believe you. Right. You know? And I feel like that with anything, like if Mm -hmm. you, if you don't believe in yourself, nobody's going to believe you. Right. When it comes to playing or art or it doesn't, you know, whatever facet. Right. And that's like, and I think something that, Oops. (laughs) Something that to be said is like, listen, not everyone is going to enjoy your music. Some people might listen to it and just be like, I mean, how many moms do you think have heard Crowbot and been like, what the fuck are you listening to? You know, like, and it's, and I'm sure people have like put on my shit and then other people have been like, what is this? You know, and it's, I'm not, I don't, I shouldn't have any animosity towards that person because mm-hmm. I don't I'm sure I wouldn't like whatever they like not whatever they do but yeah. like a part of their life <laughs> you know and so there's this like there's this a again like it's wrapped up in self humility but you also need to like have a a great amount of confidence mm-hmm. you know like and like I feel like we we've both said this during this interview is like do make the thing that you want to make mm-hmm pursue the path that you want to pursue because it's no one else is going to be on that path Mm -hmm. you know like you're the only one that can walk it Mm -hmm. you know so like don't obviously you know get i i remember one time andy long who's my best friend he told me he's like i'm not going to tell you that this is good just because you sent it to me yeah you know like and I'm like, thank you, because I don't need friends who are just like, this is great, man. Like, just yeah. as, you know, just a bunch of yes men. Yeah, and I'm like, I yeah. need somebody that's like, because Andy has like, I sent. I remember one time I sent Andy a song that I was super proud of, and he's like, I don't like this at all. And I'm like, okay, well, like, yeah. I'm not like I'm with him. I wasn't hurt, and I was just like, well, then it's probably needs to go back to the drawing board, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, and that's another thing I would encourage anyone listening is like. If you're in a group of people that are creative, you know, find that balance of constructive, but also like seeing what they're trying to do and like being able to speak life into mm-hmm. it, but without being a, a yes man, yeah. you know, because that's not going to, it's, you're not helping anybody, no. right? <clears throat> that's a constructive criticism is such a vital kind of piece of everything that we do, yeah. you know? But it's so when you take. have. Yeah. So when you have the people that are just like, "Oh, this is great. I love it. I love it." Even though like deep down they're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> yeah. It's like that's not helping anything. No, cuz that and you know, again like, you know, we did say like make sure that you're putting forward the thing that you want to. So it's like that person, like, I could still release that song, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like I still have it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And like I haven't put it on an album or anything and I'm like 
I could release it. I could release that recording of it and like just see how it goes, mm-hmm. you know? And there's there's nothing wrong with that. No. But there is something good to be like finding people who you trust mm-hmm. and like who do have your best interest in mind. Like and like you know, regardless of what that looks like is like, oh, I noticed you were a little sloppy here. I know you can do better. Like mm-hmm. whatever it is. Yeah. Like finding the people who and like being again, going back to humility, like being humble enough to be like, You're right, I could do that better mm-hmm. or whatever. That's why I I really want to get into producing. Mm. Like I there's a lot of like people in the area and bands that like I like I love from this area that I I just want to like be able to sit down in the room with them like you know either while they're writing or recording and just mm. be like like especially like the recording aspect of things cuz like I just feel like I feel like I have a good ear for stuff and I just want to be like do that again. Mm-hmm. Sing that line again. You mm-hmm. know just or, you know, you can play that better. Right. Or, you know, let's try this instead. And it's like, I really want to get into, like, a sp- like a, like a place in my life where I, I'm able to do that, you know. Right. I struggle so much in taking that advice. Like, mm-hmm. do this, change this. Yeah. I, I have a hard time killing my babies. Yeah. Because I'm like, because I remember I was recording with just, I mean, I've re- I was recording with Justin once and mm-hmm. he, and like another I, like this is a common thing that happens when you're recording with somebody is they say this doesn't sound as good as this maybe you should try doing this or mm. i really like that like you're saying do it again yeah whatever it is get rid of this add that and it's you gotta have that like i can do this mm-hmm. and i feel like <laughs> a lot of the kids who don't want that are the kids who get into recording their shit by themselves yeah. you know like it's me <laughs> it's a, it is a lot of like folk punk kids because they're like it's the it's the punk aspect of it of just like listen I'm gonna put out whatever I want to put out yeah. like fuck you boom there yeah. it is you know and that's good but like man like what we've discovered is that this is a fucking very complicated thing like yeah. writing a song <laughs> and like being able to be a performer and mm-hmm. all of these weird aspects that are are wrapped up in all of that yeah. and like I think different genres are can get away with stuff though you know like mm-hmm. obviously like folk punk kids can just sing a song about a train and, and that's all beat that on a, yeah. beat on a trash can and stuff like that and then put it out and everybody's like everybody's like wow yeah this is awesome like yeah. this is great yeah. well there's this dude who i who's like i forget what is is jesse stewart or something like mm-hmm. that he's his his name is deep insider mm-hmm. like, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, that's great and well he's he just got canceled in the folk punk scene, which I don't know how that happens. Anyways, wait, <laughs> cancel culture exists in oh, yeah. folk punk. Oh, real hard. Oh yeah, for sure. Because it because we're like because we have virtues, right? That's so we, true. Like we don't want rapists. We don't want well, like yeah. you know like all that. those things. You know. So it I just didn't. It, I didn't think it was like. No, it exists. Well, uh, yeah. Anyways, anyway, back, but <laughs> he, I, I appreciate his music. But he plays the mandolin and he plays it like as fast as he possibly can. Yeah. And because he does that, he trips up a lot mm-hmm. and or he'll drop a pick or whatever. Yeah. And like it's that's where I'm like, calm down, man. Like mm-hmm. just 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 do. But then other people probably like, fuck, I love when he does that. I love yeah. when he like trips over it and oh, it, like yeah. just whatever that is. <clears throat> so it's it's different strokes for different folks. Yeah. That's what I say. Like. You can get away with different things in different genres. Sure. If it was more of like a, you're going for that polished pop punk thing, alliteration. Uh, <laughs> if you're going for that, like there's definitely, you, you know, you need guidance and yeah. there needs to be someone 
saying things like you and know. you want to make it like the best version of that that you can right exactly. you know so like you know it's there's nothing like me being a person that appreciates the more raw aspect of it i do like it's it's not easy for me to look at things that are like very polished and produ- uh very produced mm-hmm. and being like this is the best but it it is for that mm-hmm. you know because you want like a fucking super raw pop punk band because then it's just a bunch of sound going over each other yeah. you know like you need good like breaking down and and just good recording of mm-hmm. those uh, things or you're not going to see the through line of yeah. it you know and so it's just it's the different thing the did you listen to the new bright eyes album at all i haven't so that they have orchestra in it i'd say like in over like 70 percent of the songs wow but at the same time they're still trying to like maintain that like rawness yeah. and like they do a damn good job of it yeah because it's that's a possible task to record an orchestra but mm-hmm. then also like get a guy a, like full emotion on a guitar yeah you know like the overlap there is like trying to produce that and like trying to make it coherent mm-hmm. that could be that's a that's a challenge yeah you know I f- it's funny i feel like so i i like mumford and sons mm-hmm. i'm a fan um i think it's we like awesome how they're able to kind of do the similar like where it's very raw emotional you're right they do do a good job but of that. it's so produced like yeah. it's so especially their newer stuff i listened to something recently and i was yeah. like wow and but i mean even their older stuff was too but they still do maintain that like and maybe it's because it's only a four-piece band that yeah. it's a little bit easier yeah i feel like there's definitely those that helps but it's like there's maybe it's coming from like a like just me being like a recording minded kind of person or whatever but it's like you listen to that stuff and it's it's very like i can picture them standing in a room doing this and it coming at me but then like the other parts like wow like this is really really well recorded really well done like mm-hmm. it's i don't know it's kind of a mind fuck in a sense yeah for things like that but i mean that's i mean that's the that's the one thing that you know when you get to really enjoy music is you sit down and you think about those things mm-hmm. right you're you're sitting and you're thinking like yeah. you know it, do i want this more raw do i want this more produced how do we inter- integrate yeah. the two of them or whatever and and that's just a blessing and a curse oh for well, sure yeah, for like, sure i i one of the last like big shows i went to amber and i went with her dad to see slayer nice. at like their last show in hershey or whatever yeah and we had like really decent seats so i'm like sitting there in between bands or whatever and i'm just like looking at what they're flying what like what rig they're flying what you know lighting they're using and then i'm like going through trying to think like count like how many hang points there are and i was like well there's that that those are bridled there's that 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 and i'm like she's like what are you doing and i was like uh having fun (laughs) (laughs) i think i think this is what's fun and i'm like and she's like can you just like enjoy the show for once and Mm. i was like and i think she did it at another show too and i was like oh like I'm like, well, there's no live cabs on stage. They're all like running Kempers and stuff. So like these tones are great. And like, <laughs> just, she's like, just enjoy the show. Like, yeah. But it's hard when it's like, because, okay. So I was a painter for a couple of months out in Oregon. Mm-hmm. And after that job, I couldn't walk into a house without looking at the paint. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like, it's, I'm sorry. It's what I think about, yeah. you know, like it's all day. I was like making sure that it looks good. And then I walk in other people's house and it's not like a judging thing. I'm just no. like, what's the paint job? Yeah, you know? like how like, do they, I do the same how thing. How do with, they do it? I do the same thing with pizza. You know, <laughs> I make pizzas like all day, every day, and then like I, I'll go into like another spot and be like, oh well, I wonder what, like, what, 
like flour they're using yeah. you're like you know i wonder yeah. what their their, what their method is, is whatever yeah, exactly. it's so mm, it's so weird well speaking of pizza <laughs> we got to get you out of here soon yeah, and, uh, yeah. but uh <laughs> before you head out is there any like with the idea of pursuing your passions and your dreams and all those things mm-hmm. is there anything that you would like to say to anybody listening who might be you know wanting to do something or somebody who you know has been pursuing their dreams for a while mm-hmm. what advice would you give to them um this is it's tough but it's it's i would say try not to think so much about what like society wants of you mm-hmm. that's what it was when all like one of the main things for me when i was growing up was like that is like oh well if i want to do this i have to go to school i have to have a degree in this i have to do this you know because that's what's ingrained in you right Going through school, they're like, oh, you, you know, you're going to college and all this stuff. I never went to school. I never went to college. And mm-hmm. I'm doing exactly what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I got a job in production. You know, I'm I, in a touring band, you know, doing all this stuff. And, it's, I, and I think it's because, like, I realized that there's other ways to go about it than the traditional path. You yeah. know, there's what you want. You can take this path that's going straight through it, but going to give you all these different things or you could kind of make your own you know right just yeah diy yeah or, and it is yeah. it is like yeah i mean it all starts there it's it has to start like grassroots and like you just knowing the direction and just kind of running after it mm-hmm. you know and it's especially like if if people are listening and you know they want to get into music and doing stuff like touring and teching or whatever just make friends because mm-hmm. that's m- what this business is. Everyone is connected. Everyone knows everyone. It's, it's, it is a small world. It is the smallest thing. Like mm-hmm. it's crazy when you think about it, but like everyone knows everyone when we were out with Crowbot, you know, uh, where we were in somewhere in the UK, um, playing a festival and, you know, they've toured with other bands and some of these dudes that were working with those bands are working with other bands. And we're like in the artist area at this festival. And I think it was Wales. And they were like, Oh my God, yo, what's up? How are you guys doing? It's like, everyone's connected. And when it comes down to it, getting jobs in this stuff, isn't mo it's not about what you know or how good you are at something. Like those are definitely factors, but it's more so, how well you get along with others. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And I've talked to people like that before where it's like, oh, well, you know, we could have had this guy, great musician, doesn't really mesh with anyone. Right. This guy, not as good, but he's really cool. Right. And we love having him around. And that's like... And I would even say, look for people like that in your band. You know, like, don't bring in people into your band that are like, gonna just make it about them or whatever you know like even if they are like the front man that's traditionally like the projection Mm -hmm. of the focus like have because you don't bring in an ego with isn't gonna Mm -hmm. help a band yeah you know it's one thing it's one thing being charismatic and letting an ego come out and it's another thing being full on this is about me this is about me you know it's kind of so many variables but yeah just just do what you want to do yeah when it comes down to it and like it's in you for a reason that song that that art mm-hmm. whatever it is it's in you because it wants to get out mm-hmm. and present it however you believe is best you know yeah. all right eddie happy birthday buddy thanks bud i appreciate it uh Very thank much. you so much for doing this for coming yeah. on 
Um, Eddie has a podcast called uh, Cover Your Tracks. Yes. Or, okay, there we go. So check that out. Uh, New album. Yeah. We'd have you on and do that album. Oh, that would be great. I think it would be so much fun. Yeah. I... I was going to try to put out a full length sometime this year, mm-hmm. but now I'm just like, uh, I might as well just, because I didn't, I honestly didn't expect this album to be as well received yeah. as, because I just, good old me didn't have expectations for it. So I'm like, here you go world. Yeah. And everyone's like, this is great. I'm like, ah, maybe I should sit on this for a little <laughs> bit. Um, but yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I would love yeah. to do that sometime. Yeah, absolutely. That'd All be right. fun. Uh, everybody check out, check out Crowbot, check out his podcast, check out Eddie, go get some OIP pizza tonight. Hell yeah. Leave a good tip. Uh, yeah. I love you so much, Eddie. Yeah, thank I love you, you for too, doing bro. this. Yeah, thank you for having me. And everybody, uh, be, be good to each other. Good night, my friends. It's two in the afternoon. <laughs>